Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. I'm your host and coach, Gina Ryan, and I am so happy to be with you again today as together we can consider the many ways to bring your mind and body back to its natural peace and calm. In today's episode, I'm talking about quieting anxiety through asking questions. So I really wanted to dive into how asking the right kinds of questions and being curious versus fearful of the anxious thinking that we have going on can really help us in calming down our anxiety. So here's how asking questions can help. I have a number of little bullet points here of how asking questions can help. And then I'm going to list out some questions that you may want to ask yourself, or they may just be a trigger for you to come up with your own questions that you can ask yourself when you are feeling the stress or the anxiety begin to rise. Because if we can actually interrupt that fear, adrenaline, fear cycle, every time we put a little chink or a little dent in that cycle, we are going to be able to break it and then be able to move on more easily without being in the habit of just fear rising, adrenaline rising, and then we add more fearful thoughts. Let's see how asking questions could keep us from adding more fearful thoughts when we are in that cycle so that we can actually break it and move on with our day. So here's how asking questions can be helpful. First up is identifying our irrational thoughts because anxiety stems from irrational and or exaggerated thoughts. By asking questions, we can identify these thoughts and recognize if they are based on reality or from distorted perceptions. Next up is reality checking. By asking questions, it can really help us objectively to evaluate the situation. We can inquire about the evidence supporting our anxious thoughts, allowing us to distinguish between real threats and perceived dangers. There is a difference there. And when we can see it, when we are in reality and being able to see the difference between a real threat and a perceived danger, we free ourselves up and can remove ourselves from that fear, adrenaline, fear cycle. Next up is challenging catastrophic thinking. Anxiety often involves anticipating the worst possible outcome. I know most of you can understand this with me. I kind of really lived there for a long time. And it seems that we can lean that way. Like we can actually feel like we want to think about the catastrophe that's ready to happen or that we think is going to happen, but we can challenge it now. 
the better we get at this, the less time we have to spend down the wormhole because anxiety involves anticipating the worst possible outcome. But by questioning these catastrophic thoughts, we can challenge the validity of these predictions that we are coming up with and consider more realistic alternatives. We don't want to spend a lot of time with that catastrophic thinking, not when there is a realistic alternative that we can entertain. Next up is encouraging problem solving. Asking constructive questions prompts us to focus on solutions rather than dwelling on the problem. Again, we're moving out of the problem and into action. This shift in perspective can empower us to actually take practical steps to address the source of anxiety. So often we can be ruminating with anxious thoughts about something that could actually be taken care of, something that we could clear the decks of by taking action and getting something accomplished. Maybe we didn't want to do it. Maybe we're procrastinating, but whatever, we are dwelling on the problem. And just a little bit of action or problem solving can move us out and get us away from the fear adrenaline fear cycle. Next up is promoting mindfulness. Questions can bring attention to the present moment. And mindfulness involves observing thoughts without judgment, right? And by questioning the validity of anxious thoughts, we can create some distance and reduce their emotional impact. We are bringing ourselves back to the present moment versus wandering around in the future in our mind. We just come back. We promote mindfulness by asking questions that can bring attention to the present moment. This is a beautiful thing to do. Get out of that future thinking. Next up is examining assumptions. Because anxiety is often fueled by underlying assumptions, either assumptions about ourselves, about others, or about the world around us. And asking questions allows us to examine our assumptions rather than just having them be who we are. We can actually look at them clearly, examine them, and reframe our perspective. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 Face Moisturizer and OS1 Eye Cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. 
OneSkin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. And finally, increasing self-awareness. Asking introspective questions fosters self-awareness. Understanding our thought pattern and our emotional triggers enhances our ability to manage anxiety more effectively. We are more self-aware. So ask yourself questions. And what kind of questions are you going to ask, right? Well, an example of a question might be something like, what evidence supports this anxious thought? And what evidence contradicts it? If you have time, you could do that in a journal. But if not, you can just run it through your thoughts, run it through your mind. Ask yourself a question that can be helpful. By engaging in this self-inquiry process, we can gain a clearer understanding of our thoughts and develop better coping mechanisms. And this can really help us to reduce our anxious levels because we are paying attention and making small shifts. It doesn't have to be a grand thing that changes or happens. Little, small, directional changes will put you in a completely different place as you go forward. Some other questions you might ask yourself when you're starting to feel anxious is, what can I do to feel better right now? Using the tools that I've collected, what is one of the things that I can do to interrupt this fear, anxiety, fear cycle? Another one would be, if you're thinking that the situation is going to be horrible or everything is falling apart, ask yourself, what if things work out just fine? Because the odds are, why not have everything work out just fine versus everything fall apart? Even if it's headed in that direction and you do have things you have to take care of, keep in the back of your head, What if things work out just fine? I know it's not the natural inclination for our mind and brain to go there. It's a problem-solving organ, and it's going to work on figuring things out. So it's looking at all the possible pitfalls. But you can also keep holding two things in your head, One is working on the problem and the other is, and what if it works out just fine? You can ask yourself also, what can I control right now? Because often when we are anxious, we are trying to control things that are not within our circle of influence. There are things that are 
way out there that we don't have any control over. So bring yourself back in and ask yourself, what can I control right now? How can I take my response to this situation or thinking to a better place? That's what you can control, your response. Another thing you can ask is, where in my body am I feeling these sensations of anxiety? What does it feel like? Is it moving around? Asking these questions and actually going inside to see and feel can give you a sense of its movement and that it isn't as concrete and definite as you think that it is. Another question to ask yourself, is there an actual danger right now? Or am I simply feeling discomfort? Because we often get that confused. Being in discomfort for many, many people triggers anxiety because it triggers danger. And the way out of that is to question with curiosity. Am I feeling discomfort or is there actual danger happening right now? You can also ask yourself, what practices help me feel more relaxed? And that could be doing a body scan. It could be taking three conscious breaths. It could be doing a progressive muscle relaxation exercise. Then ask yourself, can I engage in that practice right now? You could just simply ask yourself, can I take three conscious breaths while relaxing my gaze right now? If the answer is yes, you are probably not in danger. And you can let go of that feeling of having to run to get to safety. Another question that you can ask that many people do well with is knowing where you can get some help. So you can ask the question, who can help me or listen to me right now? And a follow-up question would be, can I make a call or send a text? It can be very calming to remind ourselves that we do have help out there. Even if it is sending a text message that might not be answered right away, or calling someone and leaving a message, it really soothes the soul to have reached out. It makes us feel less alone. And a very basic question you can ask is, am I safe right now? So much of anxiety is around being safe. And a lot of that feeling of being unsafe is from what we are thinking about, not in the present moment, but in the future. Things that have not happened, things that may never happen. So am I safe right now? And if not, you can ask, 
What do I need to do to feel safe? So that you can get yourself into that place of safety, so that you can let your anxiety begin to dissipate because the fear adrenaline fear cycle is no longer being fed. And once that is no longer being fed, it doesn't take long. I think for mammals, I think it's 90 seconds of truly registering safety that the hormones of stress will stop being flooded into your system. Now it's going to take a minute or however long for your body to run through what has already been released as far as stress hormones are concerned, but you will not be adding more. You will be able to calm down. The problem with human beings is we don't stop adding more. We feel unsafe and we keep adding more unsafe thoughts. So ask yourself, am I safe now? And let yourself be there. It's very important to let yourself be there. But often we just rush off into the next thing and that may trigger a little bit more stress and then we're adding more fuel to the fire again. It's the difference between us and the mammals, the little bunny. I was just talking to a client about this today. A little bunny is triggered into anxious fight or flight when it's being chased by a dog or a fox. But once it gets out of the field, around the fence, and it's no longer being chased, it only takes a short period of time for it to register safety, and then it's nibbling grass again. It is not thinking about the future and how it is going to be worried about maybe the dog can also get around the fence, maybe he's hiding behind a tree, all the things we might think as human beings the bunny doesn't think. So it is able to move more rapidly from that fight or flight into parasympathetic nervous system again. And it's nibbling grass like nothing ever happened. We have to do this consciously because we are built to continue to think how to stay safe. We have to go beyond that and say, wait a minute, I am safe right now. There is no actual danger right now. And let your nervous system then move out of fight or flight and back into its peace and calm. Another question that you could ask is, what has my self-talk been today? Right now, what can I say to be kinder and more compassionate to myself? Because often when we get wrapped up in an anxious feeling, we get hard on ourselves. We don't give ourselves any compassion. We're very hard on ourselves and say, oh, you shouldn't do that. Here you go again. I want you to stop in your tracks with that and consider what your self-talk is and actually use it to your benefit, not to your detriment, please. Be kind to yourself. 
Don't judge yourself. It's okay to have been triggered into an anxious feeling. You won't be there forever, especially if you can use some more compassionate and kind words to yourself. And finally, I want to say the last question might be, where is my breath? Is it up in my chest? Upper third of my chest, short, little, nervous breaths that are making me more anxious, giving me more tension in my body and mind? Can I relax my belly just to let my breath go a little deeper? And can I let my exhale be longer and slower? I hope today's show was helpful. Our mind is an amazing place. And I don't think we really got an instruction manual with it. And the brain has been built with that negative bias. So we have to work extra hard to overcome that. And asking ourselves questions, asking the right questions, and being curious versus fearful when we are beginning to feel anxious can really be helpful in calming down the anxiety. And now for today's quote. It's not the answers you get from others that will help you, but the questions you ask of yourself. And that's from Author Unknown. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at theanxietycoachespodcast.com.